Good evening, America. Welcome to the 100th episode on the one-year anniversary of the Cajun Libertarian brand. Put on your tinfoil hats and let's have some fun, y'all, next on the Cajun Libertarian Live. So, welcome to the 100th episode of the Cajun Libertarian. On the one, technically, it's not really the one year anniversary yet. Um, uh, Wednesday will make the one year anniversary of the Cajun Libertarian brand, which is when I started the profile. And we're going to get into that. I'm going to give you a little bit of story to start things off. That's always, always fun, right? Some stories. I hope I can keep it interesting and we can keep it going. So but before we get into that real quick, I want to give some shout outs on this special night for us, for this team, for myself personally. Um, we're going to do some shout outs throughout the show. So I'm going to start with a few right now. First and foremost, I got to thank Jesus 100%. And for those of y'all that are on the uh, normal platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Float, all of the Facebook pages. I'm also on TikTok right now. So if you see me looking up out of the camera up here, I'm, I'm talking to TikTok. So <clears throat> first and foremost, I, I have to thank Jesus, right? He's put me in this position. And y'all, I can't, I can't even express to you the favor that's been on my life and what he's done for me to, over the last year to put me in the position that I'm in right now. And not just that, it's just these amazing moments. Like when I walked into the gun range for the first time, a new gun range that I'd never been to. And I was working with my AR and I turned around and I asked the ranger, uh, hey, man, I can't get these sites to 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 co-site, to co-witness together. And he's like, "You got look, there's a man right for the job right, walking in the door. And now the man that walked through that door, who's a 17-year Army vet sniper and a 25-year Jackson, Mississippi Police Department and SWAT team veteran, has taken me under his wing to train me personally in uh, tactical warfare and firearms training, which which we all need, right? There's always somebody that's better than us, always somebody that's better than us that we can learn from and we can glean from and that they can teach us. It's just remarkable. It's remarkable all the people and the positions that have been that I've been placed in and the people that have been put in my life. It's just a favor of God, and I have to thank Jesus first and foremost, absolutely. And then obviously I have to thank my wife because if, if any of you know how much hard work and time has been put in to doing all of this and, and growing this that I never had any intentions of growing over the past year, it, it's incredible, and there's major sacrifices for my wife and my family. And that's just, that's just never, never, ever should be taken for granted. I also have to thank Carly. I won't say her last name because just for personal reasons, most of you know her. Just a phenomenal teammate. She's been with me since day one over multiple sites. Uh, we started off with the, you know, over there in the Porcupines group. That's where I met her. And then from there, she came with me to the Unenalables, which that's gone now. Don't even worry about that. And then we started this brand. And she immediately said yes, and she's been the absolute most fantastic teammate anybody could ever, ever, ever have. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you so much, Brian Ramsey. Y'all are fantastic. 
both of y'all. And I have to thank Ashley as well, who most of you probably don't know, but she's been an absolutely fantastic teammate as well. So a couple of shout-outs there for growing this uh, by all metrics, an amazing and un- immeasurable leap of just uh, followers and growth and, and from many professionals that I've, I've been able to talk to. So it's just an astronomical growth. Carly says, we love you. Yes, we love you and y'all. Carly, y'all are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I got some more shout-outs to get through throughout the episode, but um, we're going to go ahead and kick a couple of things off here. Elizabeth says, congratulations to the Cajun Libertarian. We're talking about Facebook comments right now. Um, I see I got a, a TikTok comment. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl as a lifelong LSU fan. Go Bengals, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Absolutely. you know. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm Yo, look. I am not going to be able to get to all the comments tonight. And so um, I apologize for that, but I got to keep moving because we've got some things to get through. My wife, Sunny Days, Double Hearts. I love you so much, babe. I could not be here without you. I could not do this without you. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Sarah Foster says, my anniversary is on your birthday. That's amazing. Happy early birthday. Now, let me be clear. Is water wet, dry, or neither? Okay, that's a comment on TikTok. Uh, that's a trick question. That's a trick question. I'm going to go with neither. All right, so in regards to the anniversary, this is the one-year anniversary of the Cajun Libertarian brand when I first started the profile. It's not the one-year anniversary of podcasting, believe it or not, even though we're on the 100th episode of podcasting, which is absolutely amazing. Um, that will not come until April. But we're on the one hundred, uh, the one year anniversary of the Cajun Libertarian brand. So let's let's get, let me give you a little story here. I started this. Most of you know this as a, a meme dump page because Facebook was harassing me, and I was seeing things going on. That was in obviously February of twenty twenty one. So let's go back a little bit. This isn't going to take long, y'all. So bear with me. It's going to be a, a, hopefully a very intriguing, very interesting story. Um, in two thousand and fifteen. My wife and I got married. And then in early 2016, we had our first kid, Isaiah Noel. Most of you have seen pictures of him. He's a five-year-old boy now. Monster kid. He's enormous, huge, like freaking four foot three, four foot two, something like that, 60 pounds, 65 pounds. Um, that's our boy. He wants to be like daddy so much, right? That was in 2016. We're brand new married. I'm making $10 an hour. My wife is making $7.25 an hour. We have a brand new infant. And Obamacare hit us and absolutely destroyed us. When I say that, I mean I'm dead serious in the fact that we used our tax return money, right? Our tax return money, our money to, to do things like work on the car, to do things like Take care. We live in a single wide trailer, renting $800 a month in a single wide trailer in South Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. We can barely afford to make it, but we're making it. And one of those things that helped us make it were those tax returns. Those tax returns were vital to us. They helped us fix our car, they helped us take care of things around the house, anything extra needed, tires, oil changes. Like I said, the car. Anything around, just anything and everything, we get those tax returns back, and it would help us tremendously. 
Okay. And then they started taking those tax returns from us. Why? Because we couldn't afford health care. Why couldn't we afford health care? Exactly why I told you we couldn't afford health care. It's because I'm making $10 an hour. My wife is making $7.25 an hour, which was minimum wage, or still is. Uh, not that I'm for a minimum wage law, so let's get that, get that out there. Just saying, right? And we got a brand new infant. So this was absolutely crushing. Crushing to us. Unbelievably disheartening. Like We didn't know how we were going to function over the next year. And so we made it through barely scraping by doing everything we can hate everybody on tiktok love y'all very much thank you so um so we get through the next year they do it again <laughs> and, and okay so i got a raise what was that raise a dollar so now i'm making 11 and that was from excruciating government testing in the field that i was operating in which is still what i'm operating in today which is pest control but at that time, it was mosquito control, okay? That's irrelevant. Let's keep going. Um, so I'm making $11 an hour. Wife's still making $7.25. Still got an infant. Still got a brand new, well, maybe not an infant, but, you know, a one-year-old, brand new baby, toddler. <clears throat> and they take our taxes again. Let's fast forward to the third year. Now, here's where it gets buck wild, because I was apolitical. In 2001, after the George Bush thing, I witnessed as an 18-year-old, I said, yeah, okay, politics is nothing but theater. This is all ridiculous, and I don't want any part of it. This is fake. I'm down. So I was apolitical from when I was 18 years old until the time that I was 35-ish, I think. 30, no, 32-ish. Sorry, my wife is a decade younger than me. So apolitical, not involved in politics at all, didn't care anymore. You know what? Keep that crap. Whatever happens in D.C. happens in D.C. I don't care. That ain't affecting my life. Now it is. Now they're right there in our lives, like brutally, brutally in our lives. That third year, okay, that's where we're still at. That third year, they didn't take our taxes. Nope. They took them all. And then we had to owe them $800. Not a joke, not an exaggeration, $800. Because of Obamacare, which if any of you uh, libs, which I don't think there's any liberals left, because if you're an actual classical liberal, if you're an actual liberal that stands for liberty, then you'll be a part of the Libertarian Party. So liberals don't exist anymore. Democrats don't exist anymore. Anyway, if there's any of you liberals watching that was voting for this Obamacare to help people like me and my family, no, it cut our throats. That's what socialism does. All right. Can't rant too long on that. All right. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you a call. Look, I'm giving you the cold hard facts. You can call it anecdotal evidence all day long. Go ahead. That's fine. But I know many people like me, and same thing happened. Okay, socialism, government ran uh, government ran programs like Obamacare. It it does not affect the people that you wanted to in a positive manner. What does it do? It cuts the people's throat, like me, who actually could have used it if 
it had been done in the right way. And I'm not advocating for those social programs. Technically, thank you. Love your TikTok. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you, Liberty Chick. Uh, great, great, amazing Instagram following right there. That Liberty Chick. Go follow her. Um, had. Listen, let me say it like this. All right. I'm going to say it very simply, which most of you are going to understand because most of you are either conservative or you're libertarian here. If the government got just out of the way and, and, and completely got out of health care, we would have real health care. Facts. Sorry if that hurt your feelings. Sorry if truth and facts and data and history is a problem for you. But that's a 100% real thing. The reason our healthcare is in shambles is directly correlated to and is causation. Correlation doesn't cause causation. In this, it does. And we have history and stats and data to back it up. When government gets involved, it's garbage. And then it goes well beyond garbage. Well beyond garbage. It becomes corrupt. It becomes inept. And it becomes impossible to work with on a person-to-person basis. Uh, hold on one second. This host inviting you to go live together. Uh, I'm sorry, brother. I'm going to have to decline that for right now because I'm on multiple platforms here. We, we, we'll do that. We'll do that. Stay with me. We, we may not do that tonight, but we'll do that. And this is my first time going live on TikTok. I apologize. I don't know anything about TikTok. So give me a chance here. Um, I won't be accepting anybody to come live with. This is just give. This is a, a me spilling out some things on a very special night tonight. All right. So, yes, government being a look, look. There's a great example. It's super analogous, right? Go to the DMV and see if those are the people you want running your healthcare. Yeah, I mean, look. Okay. All right. So Obamacare absolutely crushes us. Obviously. Obviously, because it's never it's never going. It was never intended to work. And we'll get there. I don't get too far ahead of myself. Never intended to work. All right. I'm going to keep on with the story. Let me give a couple chat outs real quick. All right. Me, Muddy Waters Media, who picked me up in my infantile stages, which if you know, I only started this in April. So this podcasting thing is still in infantile stages for me. Okay. This is the one-year anniversary of the Cage Libertarian brand, which started off as a simple Facebook profile to meme dump. So, uh, we, we, I start to get going and get my feet under me and muddy waters media picks me up and then Eskimo and I do a show. So, or started that show. We ended the show just uh, right at December, right when big tech just, just hammered me. Okay. So there's a whole backstory to that. Anyway, muddy waters media. Thank you so much. Huge shout out. Absolutely fantastic. I love, and I still work with, them. I still talk with them all the time and hopefully we'll have a chance to be able to get back together. Um, huge shout out to Muddy Waters Media, Spike Cohen, VP nominee for the LP in 2020, mentor of mine, dude. Thank you so much. Everybody loves you, and for great reason. You're absolutely phenomenal. You're incredible, and I can't thank you enough for putting me under your wing and, and teaching me everything, and and just being a part, letting me be a part of the whole situation. Right, Matt Wright, incredible. Thank you so much, dude. You're absolutely phenomenal, Eskimo Libertarian. No, like. You're absolutely amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Fantastic volunteer, brilliant person, great producer, great on-screen uh, personality. Thank you. And Brian Scott Lambrick, a lot of people don't know, right behind 
you know, always behind the scenes, putting in just a stupid amount of work for the Liberty Movement. Thank you, my friend. Thank you to all of Muddy Waters Media. Spike, Matt, Brian, Jason, Mr. America, who thinks he's the bearded truth, but he is not because my beard is black and black is better and everybody knows it. So big shout out to them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, let's get back to the story. So. 2016 rolls around. Now these freaking politicians have drugged me, who most of you know are this passionate about everything. That's who I am. That is just my personality. That's me. So when you drag me into politics against my will, yes, there's going to be a fight. That's just what's going to happen because that's who I am. And then... Here comes the 2020 elections, right? Trump, Hillary. I'm looking at this going, mm, uh, I'm going to have to hard pass on both. No thanks. I can't, I can't do that, either of that. I can't, right? So it just so happens to be that I simultaneously picked up parks and recreation at the same time my wife and i huge uh huge fans of parks and rec huge fans of the office we pick up parks and rec and ron swanson i mean he comes on in the first episode he's like i'm a libertarian right we get a couple of episodes into it. and of course you know being an adult you you hear politics whether you want to be involved or not so i'm like oh yeah i know the libertarian party and so i start looking into it because this guy's like oh i like this guy he's great i know he's an actor i know it's a role or whatever blah 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 Congrats on the one year. Thank you so much. Love your TikTok. Thank you so much. <laughs> My buddy says, fine. I signed up for TikTok. LOL, South Jersey Libertarian. You are the man. Thank you. Yeah. And so we get into um, we get into Parks and Rec, and it's a, I, I start fleshing out the Libertarian Party. Things start to calm down a little bit because I'll give, I'll give Trump and his administration a little bit of credit here because I'll give credit wherever it's due. And I don't care who it is, right? And they ended the mandate. And so that was like a huge relief on our on our uh, financial situation, which is a direct result of a huge relief on our entire life. Our entire life, right? Because that, 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 that money is so, so freaking crucial. So we're like, okay, great, finally. And we're going through the Trump stuff, and now we're deeply involved in politics. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just still... I still can't do this. And so let's fast forward a little bit. All right. Let's fast forward a little bit. We're going to fast forward to the summer of 20. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to fast forward to the winter of 2019. Okay. And that's when our coronavirus hit. So before we get into that real quick, I have the last of the shout outs. And those shout outs, I want to go to the people that had sponsored and paid for my show, Jack Casey, you are amazing. He's a terrible author of the royalgreen.com, royalgreen.com, R-O-Y-A-L-G-R-E-E-N.com. Don't go visit that website, royalgreen.com. All of his books. Thank you so much, Jack Casey. You are absolutely the man. Uh, I had Ashley Smoot, who... Again, she was a, a teammate of mine, but she also helped me out tremendously. And uh, 
sponsorship, high-end bags and accessories, Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. Go visit that on Facebook, Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com. And I had a couple of other sponsors, like Brian Lamar of uh, Vid Debate, Video Debate. He launched an app himself of free speech. You should go check that out, Brian Lamar. He's also the vice uh, chair of the Mississippi Libertarian Party. And then, of course, last but not least, is uh, Laura Province, K2 Realty. She she sponsored my show. Thank you so, so, so much. Nobody cares about Tom for 52.com. It's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com, T-O-M-F-O-R. 52.com running for New York State Senate. So please do not go look at that website either because he is terrible. He's also in a wheelchair. And so that makes him equally more admirable to go check out his website. <clears throat> Excuse me, Tom52.com. Okay, let's get in back to the story, really, which now we're more along the lines of getting into the nuts and bolts of what we're going to go into tonight which is something that you guys have heard me hammer on a lot, but I want to give you the backstory and I'm going to continue to give a little bit of story and a little bit of backstory as we move along through tonight, tonight's episode. <clears throat> so we get into January of 2019 or I'm sorry, 2020, right? Trump's still president. And then now we get this, uh, we, we get this disease that starts to, to plague the earth. Okay, <clears throat> let me give you my medical background history before I get into this next part. The only reason I'm doing this is because people that uh, are, you know, friends of mine, fans of mine that watch me habitually and con consistently. They ask me to do this all the time. I actually hate this appeal to authority argument because everything in regards to coronavirus and all that it has had. Um, it's all public data. It's all public data. You don't need to have an extensive medical background or, ha or you damn sure don't need a freaking degree in immunology, virology, or immun uh, um, vaccinology. Sorry. But it's all public data. You could just go look at it. Yeah, If you can do basic multiplication and division, you're fine. You can figure it out. It's not hard. If you can navigate a website, cdc.gov, who.gov, just saying, throwing out a couple of naid.gov. If you can navigate a website and you can do basic multiplication and division, then you'll land at what the are we doing? It's pretty simple, okay? But because people love the appeal to authority, I'll do it. Prior to joining the U.S. military, I was in, I worked in surgery. Now, I was an orderly. I was basically a janitor for almost two years, okay? Now, that don't pass that off because I spent every day, all day with doctors and nurses and, and, and neurosurgeons. Like I went, made friends with neurosurgeons. We would go out and go out to eat and crap. Okay. Also, when you're an orderly, you get to participate. You have to participate. It's part of your job in dealing with certain surgeries, almost all of them, most of it involving prep. Okay. There's jobs you have to do, and especially because. And I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I'm giving you a fact, a fact that the vast majority of people that come into surgery and the vast majority of people that enter the hospital under those extreme conditions are overweight. They're overweight. This is a huge problem in our country. I'll speak on that a little bit more in a second. So I worked in 
surgery for a long for you know almost two years did a lot of work there and made friends and, and acquaintances with with people in the some of the highest of their fields all right so then i joined the united states military i joined the u.s navy and i became a certified hospitalman corpsman tech and then from there i went on to become a certified audiology tech certified phlebotomy tech then i went on to the marine corps which I was still a U.S. Navy personnel, but the U.S. Marine Corps does not provide their own medical personnel. What they do is they rely on the Navy. The Navy provides the Marine Corps' medical personnel for them. They're called corpsmen. That's what I was, a hospitalman corpsman, right? Now, I wore a Marine Corps uniform. The only difference was it said U.S. Navy. And, of course, you know, the... the um, no, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the stuff, but you know what I'm saying? Like the insignias <clears throat> were a little bit different. And after that, I also became an aerospace medicine technician with the United States military, which that's a really fancy word of, or of I'm sorry, a really fancy label of basically just saying that we had a, a, an extremely microscopic focus on the upper respiratory system mainly, but as a, as a whole, the overall effects that high altitude and G-force has on pilots, right? But that's significantly more uh, focused on the upper respiratory system because that's what G-force and high altitude actually affects more than anything else. So there's the credentials, all right? Now you know why. Whoa, there goes TikTok. <laughs> My bad. I thought I uh, moved the... Uh, the leg stand there. <laughs> it's totally my bad. That's going to happen. Not not used to this yet. So I'll keep my legs in order. Sorry about that. All right. Anyway, those are the credentials. Now you can understand why when push came to shove, it was COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, coronavirus-19, the uh, you know 2019 strain of coronavirus pushed me over the edge. Now, with that being said, there's a very, very, very famous quote. I think it's from Benjamin Franklin, but please don't quote me. It's just something I've stored in my mind. Okay. That quote says, change will never be, and I'm paraphrasing here, change will never be affected until the unaffected are just as upset as the affected. So change will never happen until the people that aren't affected by it become just as upset as the people that are affected by it. Now, I live in Mississippi. Okay. A deep red state. When I tell you we barely two weeks flattened the curve, we were still going to grocery store. This is not something that affected me. This was something that I looked and saw around. <clears throat> excuse me. Look and saw going on around our country and said, hell no. Hell no. With that being said, I was vehemently against two weeks to flatten the curve. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with that. More importantly, a lot of people are going to absolutely hate that comment. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. And you can ask my wife. And there were people on the hill that we were at because we were living in a commune at the time where I'm like, they got, no, 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 don't, don't even do this. Don't even start this. I'm telling you right now. Don't even start two weeks to flatten the curve. Dead serious, y'all. God, we got the receipts. I got eyewitnesses. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that. And that's fine. 
I don't care. I gave you my credentials. You love the appeal to authority argument for those that will want to combat that. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. I was vehemently against two weeks to flatten the curve. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the apocalypse isn't going to come off the back of a flu-like upper respiratory coronavirus infection. This is basic biology. But what they rely on is this, this paradox in this... What's the word I really want here? It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, what I'm trying to say is they rely on our ignorance, all of ours, of the medical industry and this idea that we have that these people, these doctors and nurses and scientists and this engineering fields, they're so, 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 so far beyond us that we can't look at what's happening and assess and deduce to a very logical and scientific analysis, right? hypothesis if you will so immediately when it came out and i'm watching the news and i'm seeing these people like this news coverage and they're trying to show people like falling dead in the streets and i'm like hold up now it's coronavirus it's an upper respiratory infection nobody's gonna just be walking down the street and fall over dead that ain't how that works if you die from something like that you will be, you will be bedridden first. So they're showing these videos of people just literally falling out in the streets and dying, right? And I'm like, that's just no way. That's not po- it's not possible that the apocalypse is about to come off the back of a coronavirus. We've we've been dealing with coronavirus for for decades. The common cold is a coronavirus. Okay, I mean it's, it's incredible. So I'm watching all this happen, and I'm like. This is not going to end well because I saw how much they were just absolutely pummeling us with fear porn. So now what I'm taking, right? I'm taking my experience in medicine and I'm taking my knowledge of history. More importantly, my knowledge of what? Propaganda. Because that's something I've been big into. It's something that I've studied for quite a while. And I love it. I think propaganda is amazing. I don't use it. I don't want it. I think the idea of it and how it's circulated among the community and the populace and how it's implemented and it works and it's orchestrated regardless of all of the history books and texts that we have, people still fall for it. So it's it's been something that I've always loved and it's part of history, which is something that I've always been into. Right. So I'm just I'm taking like literally at two weeks to flatten the curve. I'm like, nope, can't do this. Can't do this. We can't do this. This is going to be a disease that specifically affects at the worst, at the heights of its uh, of its worst is going to be primarily old people. Right. That, that that's that's what happens. When you get a disease, especially a, a revelatory or novel, which uh, novel would be better. And really, it's not novel because it's coronavirus. And again, look, and let me tell you this. OK, I'm amazed by how many people don't know this. 
Go to your local feed store. Go to your local. Um, you can even go to the. Uh, it says like a freaking chain store that I never visit. I can't stand chain store. I go to my co-ops, right? I go to my local co-ops and, and get stuff from that. Go and go look at your dog vaccinations. You can get them over the counter. They have a refrigerator full of dog vaccinations. It's like a three to five step process or something like that. Well, down the line, guess what? There's coronavirus. Check it out. We have the receipts. Go look at it. Coronavirus isn't new, y'all. Okay? It's not new. We've literally been dealing with it for decades. Again. The common cold is coronavirus. SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. Coronavirus, COVID-19 is the uh, is what happens when you get SARS-CoV-2. Okay, And everybody think SARS. We've been dealing with that for a long time. So immediately, not just because, uh, I mean, get, uh, primarily because of my medical background and my uh, education in history, I'm thinking like, this is bad. This doesn't make sense. We have to nip this in the bud immediately because if we don't, this is going to get out of control. This will get absolutely out of control. Fast forward two years later. Here we are. I'm not a prophet, all right? Not a prophet. Don't ever claim to be. I'm just a person that can put two and two together. And I nailed it on this one, okay? So we're at two weeks to flatten the curve. I'm vehement, I'm telling, and everybody around me is like, well, we don't know what this is. And you still hear that today from a lot of people. They're like, I get the two weeks to flatten the curve. I get the first six months because we didn't know. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We knew exactly what this was. We knew exactly what this would do with some varying degree, right? Or outside of some abstract varying degree. Okay. Okay. 95% of the higher scientific medical community, they absolutely knew what this was, y'all. Tenfold hat. Tenfold hat. I'm not lying to you. We have receipts now. We absolutely knew what this was from day one. Well, number one reason is because probably, and so I'm trying to stay on YouTube when I say this, uh, and everywhere else, I guess, most likely, and a lot of people believe that this was leaked from a lab. And then you can, if you want to continue with the tinfoil hat, then you can say that it's basically a bioengineered weapon, right? It's it's a biological terrorist weapon, which is possible. Shouldn't be a crime to say that. I'm not doing anybody harm. I'm just saying it's possible. It's very possible that it was leaked intentionally. And then... The fear porn was done intentionally. Why? To get us all to a subservient society. To give up your rights. Can I ask my wife? I watch left and right, even Republicans and conservatives. Just giving up their rights. Churches closing their doors. Businesses closing their doors. Out of pure ignorance. When Here we are today, and what are we saying? That the number one thing we should have done was protect the elderly and the sick. 
Don't get offended when I say this. But if you were fat, sick, or old, you needed to take extra, extra precautions. Now, everybody else should have never stopped doing what they were doing. Everybody should have went to work. Everybody should have continued their lives. Healthy people will get it and will develop immunity to it. Now, when I referenced Jesus as the first shout out, there's a good reason why. Because this system, this planetary system and the way our ecology uh, has been set up, humans had, all right, I'm speaking to everybody here. You ain't got to be a, a, a religious person. At, at the least, humans have existed for 6,000 years, okay? So if you are a creationist or even if you're an evolutionist, it, that, that, that's irrelevant because I can say with uncertainty that the human race has been around for at least 6,000 years. How do we get through all these illnesses? People die from the common cold. Look what happened in the 1918 Spanish flu, which by all metrics was uh, worse than this because we didn't gauge cases, we didn't record cases, and we didn't treat cases then the way we do now. Did you know that we did not count asymptomatic cases until coronavirus? So why'd they change the metrics, y'all? And obviously you understand that those numbers were inflated. How many times did you see case numbers? How many times are you still hearing case numbers? And how many of those numbers are people that are getting tested that are asymptomatic? How many of those numbers? Listen, Dr. Fauci and Rochelle Walensky of the CDC have they've had to admit it because other countries aren't following the same process now. They've had to come out and say it that yes, we've been recording cases that don't really matter. You may come into the hospital for a broken leg and be hospitalized. Guess what? You're getting tested for a COVID test. And if you're positive, whether you're asymptomatic or not, you are now a COVID patient. You kicked me off the internet for it. The damn people that these COVID cultists worship have said this. Why? Why are they doing that? That's the question. The answer is fear porn. So why the fear porn? We'll get into that in a little bit. Let's talk about the faulty testing. We've also had the CDC come out and say that PCR tests are unreliable. They already said rapid testing is unreliable. Now they're saying that the PCR tests can't really differentiate between a flu case and a COVID case. And then how much money did we just spend on PCR tests, at-home tests? They don't care. They don't care. Because they're banking on us not paying attention. They're banking on us not being informed. And one of the worst things that they did, and the arrogant always do this, they show their hand too damn early. You can't 
lock people in their houses for 18 months and not expect them to ask questions like, what the f- is going on? Let me get on the internet, the information highway, and find out. And that's what people did. And so there had to be an immediate retribution to that response. There had to be an immediate, we have to make sure we do something immediately, right now, because these people are figuring this out. Tell me I'm wrong. Look at everybody that's being censored right now. And they started They started it from day one. Damn near day one. How many people were censored? And how many people, sorry, I got to decline this, y'all. My bad, my arm was in the way. Um, I Again, let me... Let me go back to this on TikTok. I am live. This is my first live on TikTok, but this is a very special episode. I will have episodes live on TikTok where I will invite people on, but right now is not that time. That will come later. First live. This is a special episode. 100th episode of the Cajun Libertarian one-year anniversary. So um, I know new people are coming in frequently. I will not approve your request to join because... This is me and my family having a great time putting our tinfoil hats on. I'm not going to argue with you right now. Believe me, I will. Trust me. There's a reason I gained almost 40,000 followers in 10 months because I will argue. And I'll prove you wrong because I have the stats. It's not just that. It's because I like truth and I'm, I'm try to be as humble as possible. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I love on people and, and I don't be a jerk so anyway I, look i'm not saying that these people trying to join in on the tiktok live are jerk they may be 100 in agreement i have no idea i have no idea but anyway i'm not going to prove that i'm not going to approve that sorry <clears throat> excuse me so censorship immediately came and rained down i've got 64 65 comments and plus a glow it's only recording 65 comments i can't i can't get to the comments we're gonna roll y'all we're at 45 minutes i'll get to some comments as, as soon as i get through with this immediately as soon as people started to figure things out and they're starting to put two and two together because this is the thing and a, and there's a handful of y'all that understand what i'm about to say i have been saying this for a while not a lot of people are paying attention to it some of you are the collective body of people on earth and Americans are vastly more smarter and intelligent than we're giving them credit for. I'm telling you right now, 100%. So when you stick people in their homes for 18 months and they have the internet and they're trying to figure out what's going on, guess what they're going to do? They're going to research. And when they started doing that, there was backlash, rightfully so. And that's going to happen. So immediately the censorship rained down because the last thing they needed, the last thing that could happen for them was backlash. They needed the narrative to be, you must absolutely be as humanly scared as possible and give us power. So, I mean, that wraps it up, really. It doesn't, because we're going to get into a little bit more here as we get to 45 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up here within the next 15, 20 minutes. promise I'm not going to go too far over an hour. 
So immediately, they started to ramp up the censorship. They started banning people. Cutting their reach. All that involves the censorship. Uh, censorship, it started came coming down. So uh, I got to take a pause real quick because on my screen, it says 69 comments and I have to say nice. Nice. 69 comments. So I hope that there are people of dissenting opinion watching this episode right now because I'm stringing together events over a historical timeline and a very recent one that the media will absolutely memory hole us for and have been doing. And I'm showing you exactly the lies that you've been buying into. And what have those lies created? A two-tier society. There's no other way around that. They've destroyed any ability, and they've been doing this, especially with race. And that's why it's like my second thing to go to. Two things I go to, coronavirus and race. Those are two of my biggest hot topics. I talk about them all the time. Why? Because they're the two biggest drivers of division in the world, and especially in these United States of America, who has the potential to lead the world again in freedom and liberty. We have that right in front of us. So, you're talking literally. Talk about the race thing for a second. You're, 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 you're seriously talking about Saul Solinsky's rule for radicals right out of this playbook. Absolutely straight up right out of Saul Solinsky's Rule for Radicals playbook. Just smear them, call them names, and let the public disgrace rain down as fast and as humanly possible. That's Rules for Radicals in a nutshell. You know, divide them. Guess what else that is? It's kind of a little bit out of mind comp, ain't it? Create a group of people, a certain demographic, and say they're dangerous to society and they must be dealt with. I know a lot of people hate that analogy. And I'm not saying that's a perfect analogy. I'm not. What I'm saying is the playbook is extraordinarily similar. Extraordinarily similar. Okay? It ain't that far off, y'all. Just because we haven't gotten to the genocide part doesn't mean the playbook to get there ain't similar. It's damn near exact. We even have vaccine passports now. I mean, come on. Come on. We must learn history. We must not repeat history. And we are in full-blown repeating history. But, as I've said before, in this show, that's what happens. Because people don't pay attention. These evil people, they understand this is how propaganda works. Paperclip Project. Check it out. Operation Paperclip. Okay? We're always going to be doomed to repeat history because at the end of the day, let's be honest with ourselves, right? Strong men create good times. Weak men create 
hard times. Or good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. We're in the hard times part. And that's a that's a cyclical effect. Why is that a cyclical effect? Because of propaganda and demonic influence. That's what it is. I'm sorry if you're not religious. It's fine. I still love you. I hope you still love me. But I'm telling you right now, all this, this playbook that we're looking at, the Nazi playbook, the Stalin playbook, the Mussolini playbook, Mao, uh, uh, Leninist, it's all the same because it has one influence. It has a singular spiritual demonic influence on it that's just what it is i promise you but if you don't believe that believe history okay please believe history but understand the playbook it's exactly the same and we're walking it out right now we make we let the people thrive we let the people become complacent and then we strike them with fear and tell them you give us power and we'll protect you We're watching it unfold right now. Watching it all unfold right now. Let me give you some examples. Gavin Newsom, now twice, twice caught. They're, they're, they're slapping useless face diapers on children in California. Everybody's mandated. Everybody's mandated everything. He's at the French Laundry unmasked, having a grand old time during an actual uh, uh, peak of one of the serious variant, I think it was Delta. If not, it was alpha strain. Like we're like, there were a lot of old sick and fat people dying at that point, And a lot of healthy people that are getting really sick. Now they get over it and now they got immunity. And that just the fact that our country and our government took two years, two years to tell you not to recognize Make no freaking mistake. It's not a recognition. They knew from day one natural immunity was better, and they knew this would sweep through the population because it's a coronavirus. And it's extraordinarily freaking contagious. Again, the common cold is a coronavirus. They knew from day one that people would get natural immunity. They refused to tell you. Every single one of them, they refuse to tell you, and they let all this nonsense happen. They let people die, hundreds of thousands of people die, not to mention that the fact that they cut off early therapeutics like hydro, uh, multiple medication, medicine, medicinal pre, uh, combinations, sorry, multiple medicinal combinations, right, to, in, in order to effect, effect early therapeutics. And like Dr. Peter McCullough said, he truly believes that if we had given a combination of drugs like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, both are which are freaking proven. They're proven to work. Look how much misinformation. How many times did you hear horse dewormer over a drug that a person that founded the drug was given the Nobel Peace Prize? They didn't give him that for horses. That was for us. And it's you. And there's countries that have absolutely crushed their curve during some of those peak times with this combination of hydroxychloroquine. Maybe not that, because that got just banned immediately. But ivermectin and several others. It's absolutely jaw-dropping. It's not just antithetical to science, which it is. It's wholeheartedly antithetical to science. 
But it was criminal. Criminal. And it took them two years to come out and say, oh yeah, by the way, my bad. Natural immunity, that's a real thing. And it's much better. They're lying to you. And they have been lying since before two weeks to flatten the curve. They don't care about you. They don't care about your health. They hate you. You are nothing but tax cattle to them. And they could care less if you die because they tax you for your death. It's incredible. Complacency caused this. Ignorance caused this. And our public education system caused this. And willingness to comply. Let's be honest. And, and I'm, you know, sorry if, if I'm not condemning anyone that says, you know, look, I, I didn't know. I was nervous about two weeks. I get it. Most people didn't know. I understand. I feel you. I am not condemning you at all. I am chastising them. Them. Because they played off the back of the majority of people that don't have a medical background like mine. And even much more extensive than mine. They played it. It's not your fault at all. And look at what they've done. And in in, in, in the face of it, you had Newsom at the French Laundry unmasked during the height of the pandemic. Height of it. People were really ill. And those old, sick, and fat people were dying left and right. Right? They weren't dying from COVID. They were dying with COVID. But COVID was a major accelerant. Also, but more importantly, that was hospital negligence. Medical care negligence. Intentionally. Not probably not all the doctors, but the higher ups intentionally not allowing early therapeutics. And we have the data, it's on freaking record. I don't know how many people I've heard some numbers, I don't know how many people, but so many lives could have been saved had we been able to implement early therapeutics within the first five days. What happened? They were sent home. And then they went up in the hospital and how many people, what percentage of those people died on ventilators and ventilators were never the answer. Early therapeutics were always the answer. And then Newsom just recently after his whole damn, you know, most of his freaking state is on lockdown. It's masked up, mandatory vaccinated kids, mandatory mass, mandatory vaccines. And he's at the freaking Super Bowl, or I'm sorry, he's at the, he would have been at the NFC Championship. Unmasked. Right next to Magic Johnson, who has HIV, and that's an immunocompromised disease. He's not care. He does not care. He's not worried about COVID. That should tell you everything. He doesn't care about it. Vaccinated or not, he is not concerned about COVID. Nancy Pelosi gets caught at the barber salon in California. No mask. Height of the pandemic. She never was concerned about COVID. Or she would have been following the rules because the fear or the data would have reflected the necessity for the fear. It never did. Not from day one. 
not from two weeks to flatten the curve. It was never reflective. Never. That's why they got caught. Lightfoot, Mayor Lightfoot, or Beetlejuice, as everybody wants to call her, caught at the hair salon. I don't know why. She's amazingly terrible looking. You didn't used to be, is now. Why? Because she was not scared of COVID. But she made sure, she made damn sure, and still is making damn sure, that everybody else needs to be scared of it. How many examples? Biden. Biden just recently got caught at a restaurant like a month or two ago. Mandatory mass at the restaurant. He's 117,000 years old. With, I, I cough, I, I can't get a complete sentence out, number one. Damn sure can't get a complete sentence out without coughing on himself. Just got caught recently. No mask in a man in a mandatory space. Because he is not worried about COVID. Fact. It's just a fact. We could give you example after example after example after example. And all the freaking data. And let's not forget as we close out tonight. That since day freaking one. Coronavirus has had well over a 99% survival rate with or without vaccination. Fact check that. And if we knew how many people had asymptomatic cases, if we could count all those, the mortality rate would drop to next to zero. There's millions of people walking around that have had COVID and now have antibodies to COVID, and they never knew they had it. This is absolutely out of control. We're locking people in internment camps who aren't even sick. Law-abiding citizens over something that's... Look what they're doing to Joe Rogan now. Look what they're doing to Joe Rogan, who is completely in the middle. He has no real opinions on it. All he's doing is he is asking questions from people that are way more qualified than 99.9% of the people out there, especially me. I have extensive medical background because of the military, but nothing like that. No PhD. I don't have a, a freaking bachelor's degree in it. Just military training. Just a lot of it. You know, 18 months of it. He's just asking questions. And simply because of the people that he's had on his show and because he's willing to ask questions, they want to cancel him. Make no mistake, uh, Earth Americans. I, I know I opened the show saying, hello, America. I should have been more precise. There are people that watch this show and follow me from all over this planet. So hello, Earth. My apologies for that if you're watching from some of the part of the globe. And I said, um, hello, Americans. Hello, Americans. Hello, globe. Hello, earth. Hello, people that I love and care about. That's why I do it. it I'm obviously very freaking passionate about it. Why? Because I care about you. I care about your well-being. And we cannot, we cannot sustain a planet that is focused on the well-being of people if we continue this route they are lying to you in the name of caring about you while completely disregarding your health and safety they could care less about you stop believing them look what they're doing to joe rogan they hate anything that opposes the narrative 
The progressive left are no longer with us. They are political enemies. I would much, much, I will, I will not partner with the progressives. If this is, if they're going to maintain this, no, they hate people and they hate human rights. They hate science, data, and facts. And they made that abundantly clear. So join up with the people that actually care. Make allies, because this fight's going to need allies. Progressive, they're not liberals. They're not. Classical liberals, they're, they're us, the Libertarian Party. Those aren't liberals anymore. Those are people that hate you. They hate everything. They would rather see you dead. Hate them or love them. Look what they did when Rush Limbaugh died. They, they literally applauded his death. That's how they think. They were glad to see him die. And if you're anti-vax mandate, if you're, <coughs> excuse me, pro-First Amendment speech, pro-freedom pro, uh, of religion, pro-freedom of association, pro-Second uh, Amendment, pro-right to protect your family, they hate you and they would love to see you die. That's where they are at right now. That's where they're at. And we'll end here in just a second as we're right at an hour. But look at what also they've done with the Ottawa, with the truckers in Ottawa. Now they're literally trying to call them domestic terrorists because they, they're standing up for freedom. I've heard it. I don't know how true it is. I'm telling you, I've heard it. That they want to label them, uh, these truckers that, that are striking and protesting as domestic terrorists. This is a real fight, and we have a real situation on our hands. And here's what I'll close with. I'm begging you. I'm begging everyone. As I've said before, we need to stop calling these people incompetent. It's a lie. They put incompetent people up there as puppets to maintain this atmosphere of incompetency for us to believe, oh, they're just retarded. They're just morons. They're idiots. Don't get offended by that word. I don't mean it by that. Okay? It's ridiculous. I have to even say something about it. Grow some thick skin. Jesus. Jesus. Lord, help me. These people aren't incompetent. They're evil and they are nefarious. And they have a plot that is not good for the human race. It is not good for America. It's not good for any country on this planet. They're not incompetent. Stop believing that. Stop calling them that. Even though we have plenty, plenty of examples, just a plethora of examples of how incompetent government can be. And on a grand scale, what's happening with this when you watched overnight all of the world's governments in concert, in concert with the same messaging overnight, stop thinking they're incompetent. They're not incompetent. These people are evil and nefarious, and we must not comply. We must not comply. 
we have the biggest fight of our generation sitting right in front of us. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that are forming militias underground. They're, for, they're organizing, and they, they, they want to start basically a hot civil war. There's a lot of those people, y'all. I've, I've seen them. They ain't, they ain't a chip. That's for real. A lot of veterans, a lot of very trained veterans. That's, that's, we, at all costs, we have to avoid that. We have to avoid that. But in the event that that may happen, please be well supplied. Get your foods, non-perishable goods, get a way to get clean water, way to maintain a fire. You must learn to live without power because if they do what they plan to do, that's the first thing to go down and people will panic and people will murder other people out of fear. Thought you saw fear from coronavirus. If these dangerous extremists do what they're planning to do, we're in a world of shit. Be prepared, be trained, and be in shape. Get non-perishable goods, a way to get clean drinking water, stock your ammo, stock your firearms, and learn how to live without the power grid and without fuel. And man, does it go a lot deeper than that. But pick up those few things and look. Even if it's not crazy to be a prepper, it, it, it's it's one of those things that I hope to God you don't ever have to have come to be something that you need to use. But what if? What if? I love you very much. I love each and every one of you. I hope this was a great 100th episode of the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, usually I get into a bunch of comments. We're, w- we're way over 100 comments just on one page here. Um, I couldn't do that tonight because I really wanted to let everyone know exactly where our path has led us from or brought us from and led us to this point in time with y'all because this was never done intentionally. I never expected for any of this to happen. And then here we are. And so I feel it is my real patriotic duty. There's a stigma around being a patriot now, right? Like it's supposed to be some sort of bad thing. That ain't by accident. Saul Solinsky's Wolf for Radicals. Go read it. Anyway, sorry. It is my patriotic duty to make sure that I fulfill the role that I've been placed, that I feel like that I've been placed on my heart by Jesus, by God. And, and you know, obviously, if, if you're wondering about your spirituality, you can always reach out to me. I can explain to you about Jesus and all that. That ain't your thing. That ain't your thing. That's fine. I still love you. You're, you I still love you. I want the best for you. you, know, you're, you know, everybody's an incredible, amazing human. Well, most everybody. Most everybody. Not everybody. 
but had certain different circumstances or people come into those other people's lives, who know, they might have been a remarkable human being. You never know. Everybody has potential. You never know. You never know. So I don't take anything for granted. I don't take anything for granted. So I take every chance to 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 love y'all and to give you what I feel that's on my heart. And for this episode, for this one-year anniversary, 100th episode, that was what I felt was on my heart. I love you very much. It's just been amazing. Hopefully, um, you know, uh, I, Big Tech will let me continue to speak. That's a whole nother story right there. My goodness, I'll tell you. Um, but that's where we're at. That's where we've come from. That's why I'm here. And as long as God is going to allow me to be in this position and give me a voice, I'll continue to be here. And as long as y'all want to hear what I have to say, I will be here 1,000%. And I can't, again, I can't thank you enough because quite honestly, at the end of the day, biggest reason I'm here is because y'all elected me to this position. I've said it many times. I still believe it. Um, You could have picked anybody to platform and, and you pick me. So thank you. Thank you very much. I love you very much. I'll see you next Cajun time at the same Cajun channel. I love you. I'm out.